Welcome to Global River Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoyed today's message. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit globalriver.org. In the book of Joel, chapter number 2. Joel, chapter number 2, 28 and 29. The Bible says, and it shall come to pass. Somebody say, it shall come to pass. Afterwards, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. And on my men servant and on my maid servant, I will pour out my spirit in those days. So the spirit of the Lord came upon prophet Joel and he prophesied these words that in the last days, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Uh, if you have flesh this morning, raise your hand. <laughs> you qualify. Glory to God. Uh, if you have flesh this morning, he's talking about you. He said he will pour out his spirit on, on all flesh. All flesh. And the dimension of the spirit that you get is based on the assignment and the call of God upon your life. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. So the, the Spirit of God said he will pour out his Spirit upon all flesh. But when you look at the life and the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ, we find that on the day that Jesus was baptized, glory to God, let's go there. On the day that Jesus was baptized, in Luke chapter 3, let me go there real quick. I have to pace myself. Luke chapter number 3, from verse 21 and 22. Because we have... Very little time. I won't do a lot of the reading that I plan to do. The Bible says, when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also was baptized. And while he prayed, the heavens opened. And the Holy Spirit descended in bodily form like a dove. It's not a dove. I'm talking, the, the title of my message today is Holy Spirit, the powerhouse. Holy Spirit, the powerhouse. So the Bible says the Holy Spirit descended like a dove. We've seen pictures that depict the Holy Spirit as a picture of a dove. He's not a dove. He's a person. Come on. He's a person. He has feelings. He has personality. He has a form in the spirit. Amen? The Holy Ghost is not wind. It's not feeling. It's not the goosebumps. You know, like I, I remember when I was young, I have a sister, half sister. She wears a particular perfume or Perfume, yeah. Guys wear cologne. A particular perfume. So anytime she comes to visit, because by the time I was old enough to remember, she was already grown and left the house. So when she comes to visit and I'm walking up the stairs, I can smell her perfume from afar. I haven't seen her yet, but her presence is already there. So when you feel the goosebumps, when you feel the vibration of the Holy Ghost, it's the, the, the presence of God that you are feeling. That's not the person of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is a person. Somebody say, the Holy Ghost is a person and he comes to live inside of you he comes to live inside of me for me to be able to do the assignment for you to be able to do the assignment that he has called you to do on the earth so the bible says while jesus prayed and he was being baptized the heavens opened somebody say the heavens is opened over my life this morning i prophesy over you this morning the heavens are opened over your life this morning in the name of jesus 
And when the heavens open, usually the Father will speak. There is a voice that comes from the throne. The Bible says when the heavens open, the Holy Spirit descended in bodily form like a dove, like a dove upon him. And a voice came from heaven. We said, you are my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. So what I'm trying to show us here is Jesus, the son of the living God, the God man, was sent on earth with an assignment to rescue everyone that is, that is, that is sick, to rescue everyone that is in sin, primarily to rescue the world. He needed the person of the Holy Ghost to do the assignment. Are you here with me this morning? He needed the person of the Holy Ghost to do the assignment. The Bible says in Acts 10, 38, our God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. If you want to know one of the secrets, one of the cornerstone, rather, secrets of the Holy Ghost, I mean, of the Lord Jesus Christ, was the person of the Holy Ghost. The miracles that you see, the signs that you see, the, the, the wonders that you see, the person behind it, the power source is the Holy Ghost. Somebody shout, Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost, follow me. Holy Ghost, follow me. Holy Ghost, follow me. A fresh, a fresh, a fresh, a brand new falling of the Holy Ghost. It was the presence and the power of the Holy Ghost that was the cornerstone of the Lord Jesus Christ's ministry. The Bible says when he was being baptized, he was, the, the Spirit of God descended on him. Ha, glory to God. I wish I had more time this morning. The Bible says in Acts chapter 1 verse 8, but you shall receive power. Somebody say power. Uh, yeah, I'm looking for some Pentecostal people here in the house this morning. I'm looking for some charismatic people in the house this morning. The Bible says, you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And you shall be my witnesses to Jerusalem, to Judea, and to the uttermost part of the earth. When the Holy Ghost comes on you, you receive power. I'm preaching better than y'all are responding this morning. You receive power. The Bible says you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit is come upon you. You shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all of Judea, Samaria, in North Carolina, in Wilmington, in Africa, in South America. Wherever you are sent, you need the power. The Bible says in Acts chapter 2, verse 22, my message may be a little bit disjointed, but that's the, the, the office of the prophet. Sometimes it's all over the place. So follow me this morning. Acts chapter 2, verse 22, the Bible said, men of Israel, hear this word, Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested. What is attested? It meaning that he was given a check mark. He was given an approval. He was given a, a thumbs up from heaven. A man attested among you by God by miracles wonders and signs which God did through him in your midst Jesus was attested accredited 
checkmarked by God by the miracles, signs, and wonders which he did. Now connect that with Acts ten thirty eight. Jesus said, the Bible says, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. Uh, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the enemy, for God was with him. So the secret of the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ is the Holy Spirit, the powerhouse. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. The powerhouse. The Holy Ghost, the powerhouse. The Holy Ghost, the powerhouse. So, bandete Boshia, I need power this morning. You need power this morning. Now, let me give us some other uh, preparatory to lead us to where we are going. Jesus told his disciples, and I, I, was, I was puzzled by this because I studied the word of God and I meditate. Jesus told his disciples when he was about to lead, he told them, gave them one of the stern warning or stern instruction rather that he gave them. He said, tarry in the city of Jerusalem. Stay here. For what, Lord? Until you be endued with power. But now I read in Luke chapter 9, I read you Matthew chapter 10 verse number 1, that Jesus called the 12 to himself. Uh, go, go there, Matthew chapter 10 verse 1. Let's go there real quick. Matthew chapter 10 verse number 1. Are you getting blessed this morning? I feel the fire of the Holy Ghost all over me. Hallelujah, glory to God. I promise you, if you don't leave, you are going to get something this morning. And the Bible says, when he called, he had called the 12 disciples to him, he gave them power over unclean spirit to cast them out and to heal all kinds of sicknesses and all kinds of diseases. He gave them power. Glory to God. If I want to give this to Brother Ron, I'm going to hand it over to him and then he's going to receive it. So when you give something to somebody in the natural, there's an exchange. So when Jesus called the disciples to himself, the Bible said he gave them power. And I began to meditate on that. Lord, how did you give them power? No, because we don't have time. There are two primary ways that I found in the word of God that power is released by releasing words and by the laying on of hands. Glory to God. By releasing words. I don't know how Jesus did it, but it's not relevant. But the Bible said he gave them something. There was a transfer. And then they went and there was miracles. There was salvation. There were signs and wonders. And they came back to Jesus. They brought a report back and said, Jesus, demons are subject to us in your name and Jesus said calm down guys calm down chill 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 don't be excited about that but rather be excited that your names are written in the book of life are you with me this morning so when you look at that and then the Bible told us another episode where he called the 70 and he sent them out two by two he gave them power what I'm trying to show you is the assignment God has on your life you can't do it without power You cannot do it without power. Even if you are sent into the marketplace, you need power. Even if you are sent in a place that is not near the church, you need power. Somebody say power. Somebody say power. Jesus, the son of the living God, needed the power of the Holy Ghost to do his ministry. You think you are better than him? Ah, no, 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 no. You are not better than him. Whatever he has called you to do, you need power. And I'm going to show you why we need power. Because we are in a power conflict. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we are in a power conflict. 
there's a, a cosmic intergalactic spiritual battle going on as we are speaking. <laughs> there are hosts of heaven on our side. Uh, the beautiful thing is the Bible says those who are with us are more than those who are with the enemy. Somebody shout hallelujah. You need power. You can't just go at it without power. You need power. The power house is the person of the Holy Ghost. Jesus told the disciples, don't go until you are endued with power. And now you find in Luke chapter number 24, between 44 and 52, because we don't have time, I'm just going to summarize it for you. Jesus was just crucified. The disciples were in hiding. They were destroyed. They were, they were emotional. They don't know what to do. They, they, they are trying to figure out what just happened. And then with the Bible highlighted, I love the Holy Ghost. He's the best writer in the world. The Bible put a spotlight on these two guys on the road to Emos. They were having a conversation. They were talking about everything that had happened. And all of a sudden, there was a third person. Somebody said, there's somebody walking with you. No, you are not feeling me today. There's somebody walking with you. Ah, you are not alone. There's somebody walking with you. All of a sudden, like you see in movies, all of a sudden Jesus joined them. Ha, ha, yeah, 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 yeah. Is Jesus in your camp? Is Jesus on the road to Emos with you? Is the Lord with you? Are you, are you here with me this morning? Jesus joined them. And he began to ask them questions like he doesn't know what's happening. Hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah. Fast forward. He began to ask them questions. And they were telling him, are you, are, you, are you like a guy living under a rock? I'm just summarizing now. Are you living under a rock? Don't you know what just happened in these uh, in this parts, in these kind of parts that we live in? Don't you know what happened? The Son of God crucified. And, and then they went on and told them. And then, the, in the long story, you know the story. So they invited Jesus into his house. And, and the last thing, one of the last things the Lord did, the last supper that we just had, and they brought a meal. And the Bible said he began to pray. It wasn't new, amen? It was a custom among believers. But the moment Jesus broke the bread, their eyes opened. I want you to pray right now. Lord, open my eyes. Lord, open my eyes to see. Sometimes you are engaging with the divinity. You are engaging with the angelic and you don't know it. The Bible says many have entertained angels unawares. The Lord himself was walking with them. And they didn't know it. Because their eyes, there was a, there was a veil covering their eyes. The moment he broke the bread, they saw that they were, this was the Lord. And just for effect, he disappeared. Glory to God. What a mighty God we serve. You need power. You need power. You need power. Luke chapter 24. Glory to God. I think I'm going to make it. Glory to God. I'm going to make it. Glory to God. I see some radicals in the church. People that are sold out for God. People that can skip lunch for Jesus. It's like, Bishop, don't push it. <laughs> Bishop will stay, but don't push it. Glory to God. <laughs> Glory to God. Let's go to verse 44. Then he said to them, these are the words which I spoke to you while I was with you and all things that must be fulfilled which were written in the law of the Moses, of Moses rather, 
and of the prophets and the Psalms concerning me. And he opened their understanding that they might comprehend the scripture. And he said to them, thus it is written, and thus it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead. And on the third day, uh, and that the repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And you are my witnesses of the things. Behold, I send the promise of my father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power. We've talked about that already. So I, I was trying to bring the connection in the life of Jesus Christ. He got the Holy Spirit, and that was the source of his power. And during his ministry, he met with the disciples and gave them power. And then Jesus is saying, tarry until you be endued with power. So what power did he give them in Luke chapter 9 verse 1, Matthew 10 1? And what power is the one that's coming? So Jesus is, is full of the Holy Ghost without measure. The Bible says he has a spirit without measure. So he transferred a measure of what he carried to the disciples. But for the church age to fully start, the church age to fully start, which was heralded, obviously the, the Lord Jesus Christ dying was that, but I believe it started on the day of Pentecost when the Holy Ghost came upon the church. Amen? The power of God came upon the church, and that was where the, the church age literally actually began. So the power of the Holy Ghost that he promised, that Joel prophesied in Joel chapter 2, is what we saw in the book of Acts when the Holy Ghost came upon them and sat on them like cloven tongues. I'm believing God today. If you, are born, if you are born again, you are baptized in the Holy Ghost, there is something called a refilling. How many of you put gas in your car once a year? No, 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 no. Maybe once a week, especially with the way the price is right now. And I'm decreeing and I'm declaring as a prophet of the living God that the price will begin to go down in the name of the Lord Jesus. The price will begin to go down in the name of Jesus. You need some refillings. Glory to God. So the Lord Jesus told them, don't go until you are endued with power. You must receive that power. Now, I want to go quickly on how to receive the power. How to receive the power. The number one is by laying on of hands. By hands being put on you. Because of our time today, we are going to go to the second one. Let's go to uh, Acts chapter 19. Oh, glory to God. Acts chapter 19. When the Holy Ghost is moving, we stay put. Glory to God. Acts chapter 19. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Are you getting blessed this morning? The Bible says, and it happened while Apollos was at Corinth, that Paul, having passed through the upper region, came to Ephesus and finding some disciples. He found 12 disciples there. And he said to them, did you receive the Holy Ghost when you believed? So there's a difference between receiving Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Now, it can happen in the same moment. But there's a difference between receiving Jesus as your Lord and Savior and also receiving the Holy Ghost. Because these are believers at Ephesus. He said, did you receive the Holy Ghost since you believed? And they said to him, we have not so much as heard whether there was a Holy Ghost. Why is Paul so emphatic about it? And it wasn't just Paul. Peter also did the same thing. We're going to see that. Why is Paul so emphatic? Because without the Holy Ghost, you are going to a, a, a gunfight with the scissors. You are going to a gunfight with a scissors, a little one. 
The one that you give to toddlers. <laughs> you are going to a gunfight with a tiny scissors. You lose. But there's a bazooka, AK-47, the magnum, inside the person of the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. You need the Holy Spirit. You need the Holy Spirit. You need the Holy Spirit. My assignment this morning is to tell you you need the Holy Spirit and also to pray the power of God upon those who are not baptized with the Holy Ghost already. So I want to prime your faith this morning uh, to begin to get ready. Uh, you, that, that, that fire will burn on the inside of you and, and reach your vocal cord. <laughs> and you begin to bruka ta 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 brady. And for those that are already filled, uh, refilling. <laughs> Come on, church. Uh, refilling. Uh, top up. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. The Bible says, so he said to them, into what then were you baptized? And they said, into John's baptism. And then Paul said, indeed, John baptized with the baptism of repentance and saying to the people that they should believe on him who would come after him, that is on Christ Jesus. And when they heard this, I want you to pay attention. They heard this. They listened. They paid attention. They received it. The Bible says in Acts 1, verse number 12. I'm sorry, John 1, verse number 12. As many as received him, to them he gave power to become sons of God. You have to receive him. You have to receive Jesus. You also have to receive the Holy Ghost. The Bible says, uh, when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. That means dipping in water. And when Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Ghost came upon them and they spoke with other tongues and prophesied. I want to break that down quickly. The Bible says, Paul prayed for them in gave them the message. He gave them the word that the Holy Ghost is for you. It gave them the word that the Holy Ghost is available because before that they said we did not even know there was a Holy Ghost. And then he told them there is one. And then he prayed for them. And then Paul, I want you to see what Paul did. Paul prayed for them, laid hands on them and the Holy Ghost. Now we've done with Paul. Now we are talking about the person of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost came on them and they, the people, the James, the Bishop, the Mama Harry, the, 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 the people in the church, they opened their vocal cord, they cooperated with the Holy Ghost and began to speak in other tongues and prophesy. Many times people in church, they hear the voice of the Lord, they hear the message of being baptized with the Holy Ghost, they are expecting the Holy Ghost to be a puppet master. He's not a puppet master. You know what the Holy Ghost does? The Holy Ghost will come on you and give you the words. You feel some strange words building on your vocal cord. You say, that's not English. That's not Swahili. That's not my language. But then you have to have enough faith to hook up your vocal cord with the person of the Holy Ghost and begin to speak. That's not English. That's not even my language. But that's the language of the Holy Ghost. That's the process. So Paul prayed. Paul preached. Paul gave them the instruction. And the Holy Ghost came. And they received him. And opened their tongues. And began to speak. There was even, this, there was even an episode in the word. That Peter came into Cornelius' household. You know the story. Peter was invited back. No, supernatural. We don't have time. I would have expounded and given you more details on that, but we don't have time. The Bible said G, uh, Peter ended up in the house of Cornelius. And by that time, Cornelius gathered his family, gathered his friends.
went and they began to listen to the word. And the Bible says, while Peter spake, you know I'm a King James kind of guy, while Peter speak, while I was speaking, the Holy Ghost fell on them. The Holy Ghost falls. Ah, uh, did you know that? The Holy Ghost falls. Ah, uh, as I'm speaking, the Holy Ghost will fall on you. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And they began to speak in other tongues. And the people that came with Peter, they were like, wait a minute, this is wrong. This is meant for Jews. It's, and they began to explain to them. In fact, you even have to go back to the council and defend what the Holy Ghost did. <laughs> Glory to God. Because they were getting into revelation knowledge that this gospel is not just for the Jews, it's for everyone everybody. It's for everybody. It's for everybody. And the Holy Ghost is for you today. Glory to God. So the Holy Ghost falls. He descends. But you have to receive him. And you have to open your vocal cord. And begin to speak as the Spirit of God will give you utterance. Glory to God. I need to slow down. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm preaching a one and a half hour message in 17 minutes. You got to speak fast. <laughs> Thank you, Holy Spirit. Acts 10, 34, 48, 44 to 48. That's what I just talked about. Now let's move on because of time. I see some people already leaving. Don't leave. Don't leave. Don't leave. I have so much more to say. The Bible evidence that the Holy Spirit is infilling in you. What are the proofs that you have the Holy Ghost? Number one, you have power. You have power. Acts 1, 8, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit is come upon you and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, and in Samaria to the uttermost parts of the earth. Power. Power in prayer. Power in intercession. Power in your ministry. Power in your marriage. Power in your health. Power in every area of your life. When the Holy Ghost is part of your journey, you receive power. If you don't have power, you need to go back and check the meter again. Because one of the evidence that he said will happen is when the Holy Ghost comes on you, you will receive power. People around you will know that this guy carries power. This woman carries power. Their prayer produces results. Their prayer produces results because of the power of the Holy Ghost. Number two. The Bible says, you begin to speak in other tongues. There are some in the church that, you know, they are not, they haven't received that gift yet. But today is your day. Every, every, tell your neighbor, today is your day. You know that everything that happens in the kingdom is by faith. Hebrews 11 says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. How did you get born again? By faith. The Bible says, by grace, through faith, you are born again. So every transaction that follows after is by faith. To receive your healing, by faith. To receive the Holy Ghost, by faith. To get blessed, by faith. Everything operates through the platform of faith. That's why faith message is so important. Because it doesn't work without faith. Now you have a Bugatti. I love nice cars. And I'm warming my way up there. Glory to God. You have a Bugatti or you have a Toyota Camry. So the guy that has a Bugatti, there's no gas in it. There's no battery in it. It's a pretty car, expensive. But the guy that has a Camry has, you know, gas, has, you know, battery. You know who's going to go? The Camry. 
the Camry is going to go. Even though this Bugatti will buy the Camry like maybe 50 times over. I don't know. I don't know how much it really costs. Uh, it will buy it, but without the fuel, it's not going anywhere. You need power, church. To confront darkness, you need power. To confront illness, you need power. And there are levels of power. Maybe another day we'll, con con we'll look into that. There are levels of power. And usually it's based on the assignment on your life and your dedication in the place of prayer and fellowship with the Lord and study of the word of God. Amen? Because you can have the Elijah anointing and you can get a double portion. So portion can be double, triple, quadruple. Come on, church. We are going somewhere this morning. Ha! Ha! Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the Lord Jesus Christ is the only one in all of the fivefold ministry that has the Holy Ghost without measure. He stands as a, in, in a class by himself as the apostle. He stands in a class by himself as a prophet, the fivefold ministry. And then you have the apostles of the Lamb. They are also in a class by themselves because their assignment was to be, number one, witnesses to what Jesus did to all eternity. So nobody can ever be in that class. And then we have foundational uh, apostles and prophets and teachers. We, we are Paul, the apostle. Paul is not part of the, the, the 12. So he's not in that group. He's in the third category. Now we have the fourth category where you and I belong. We have apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers with varying degrees of anointing based on the call and the assignment of God upon our lives. It's coming from the same thing. You know, the, the world has bastardized the rainbow. And they use it for that other thing. You know that the rainbow is God's, the Father's color. In the throne of God, coming out of the throne of God is rainbow. That's why Satan goes after anything that looks like God, anything that identifies with God, he will bastardize it. You know the word G-A-Y, when I was coming up, it means you are happy, you are beautiful, right? That was what was in the dictionary when I was growing up. Now it's a different definition. Amen. The enemy goes after what God has ordained and sanctified. Those colors belong to the Father. Those colors belong to God the Father. And we are taking it back. The church of the Lord Jesus Christ, we are taking it back. It's going to take power. Power. We are taking it back. The Bible says, you speak with other tongues. That's one of the evidence that you are full of the Holy Ghost. You know, you see somebody that's full of wine or full of alcohol. We can tell. How can we tell? Their work starts to... They start to talk funny. They start to tell the truth. Yeah, I got you on that one. They start to tell the truth. They said a, a drunk man tells no tale. I don't know. I saw it on movies. A drunk man tells no tales. What I'm trying to bring out is when you are full of the Holy Ghost, there will be evidence. You begin to speak in other tongues. People will think you are cuckoo. 
That's not language, but I'm in the group of men and women that, are, you know, you are with me. If I do that at work, they'll look at, okay, we need to call social services or call, you know, the people that look at mad people, crazy people. But that's not crazy. In fact, when, when it first happened, remember in Acts, the Bible said the people that watched them, they saw the, these guys are drunk. And then Peter stood up and said, these are not drunk as you suppose, because they were speaking in a language that they were not learned. Now, one of the manifestations of the, ma the gift of the Spirit is tongues for private prayer, but it's also tongues of men. Yeah. You are speaking in tongues, but you are speaking French, Amen. because God wants to reach a French guy that's sitting there, and you are prophesying to them. You are telling their story by the tongues that you are releasing. And they come to you and they start speaking French. They say, I don't speak, I don't speak French. I said, but you were speaking perfect French two minutes ago. That's the Holy Spirit. So I want us to be aware of that too. That's another manifestation. It's not just the tongues for prayer. That's the core of it. But it can also manifest in you speaking a language you never learned. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Oh, time, time is going. Time is going. Now, we are called to power. We are called to power. Let me look at this verse, these two verses, and then we are going to land this. Acts 4.31. The Bible says, when they had prayed, the place where they were gathered was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak the word of God with boldness. They began to speak in other tongues. In other words, they began to speak. So when you are full of the Holy Ghost, Something will come out of your mouth. You will speak. There will, be, there will be power released. And in Jude chapter 1, verse number 20, there's only one chapter there. Uh, in Jude chapter 1, verse 20, the Bible says, But you, beloved, building up yourself on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Building up yourself on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Yesterday, something interesting happened. I was doing some things on my car. I was working with heaven, and then um, in the course of it, I turned on the ignition. I forgot. I went into the house and left it till the evening time. So I was going to go put some gas in it, and the power is gone. The battery is dead. So what I did was I hooked it up to the other car, like you're supposed to. Start the other car. Zoom. And then went into the other car. Boom. It came alive. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Holy Ghost is the power source. When you get flat, one of the things you are supposed to do as a believer, as a child of God, build up yourself on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. We don't have time. But the Bible says when we pray in tongues, you are speaking mysteries, divine hidden secrets about your life, about your church, about that cousin that you are praying about. Maybe I'm praying about my sister. Maybe I'm praying about George Phyllis. You hook up with him. He knows everything about everything. So when you pray in English, you are limited. For we know what we pray for. We don't know what we pray for as we ought. But the Spirit of God makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be put into articulate speech. 
in, in, that, that cannot be put into words, sometimes we begin to groan. I've had many experiences like that where I'm praying in my closet, and then it turned into groaning. There's no words. I'm just groaning for, for hours. It's power. 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 How many of us want upgrade of power this morning? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many of us want upgrade of power this morning? Glory to God. Because we don't have time, we are not going to come to the front. So you are going to sit where you are, and I'm going to pray, and I'm going to release the power of God, and the Holy Ghost will come on you where you are. But before we get to that, I want to give you the reason. I told us earlier, the reason we need power is because we are in a power conflict. The fact that you want to pretend that the devil doesn't exist doesn't mean a click. Put your head like a goose in the, in the sand. That is the wrong strategy, my brother. That is the wrong strategy, my sister. The Bible says, strap up. Strap up. Oh, I love military movies. I love America. I love my home country, but I love America. And I love, you know, last, you know, we just did the, the uh, military uh, May Day and all that stuff. I watched a lot of American movies during that time. A, a lot of American military movies. Behind enemy, I know it's gross, but whatever. Behind enemy lines, uh, Top Gun, I love it. Because, it's, it's, because the, the kingdom of God is like the military. And our commander-in-chief of the armed forces of heaven is the Lord Jesus Christ. And his right-hand man is Michael the Archangel. He's in charge of warfare in heaven. And you are in the army of God. Why? The Bible says, for though we war in the flesh, we do not walk after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal. They are not physical. That's old King James language. They are not physical. They are not touchable, feelable. But they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Where are those strongholds? They are strongholds in the spirit. Strongholds of barrenness. Strongholds of healness. Strongholds of every ailment that is oppressing your life. Building, building up yourself on your most holy faith. When you pray in tongues, you hook up to the power source. Come on, church. Second Corinthians 10 45. 10 4 to 5. Let's go there. Second Corinthians 10 4 to 5. Is this blessing somebody? Amen. I wish I had more time, but God can do a lot in a little time because He's God. Amen. There's a line in a movie that I love. I love movie lines. So these guys were arguing. They were doing bad stuff. They were government officials. And so the guy said, well, according to the Constitution, we can't do that. It's against the law. And the other guy who's a high-up government official, he said, what are you talking about? We, got, we are the government. We can do anything. <laughs> we are the government. We can do anything. Of course, when you look at it in context, is being uh, a bad person, but what I'm trying to bring out of that is the Holy Ghost is the government. He can do anything. <laughs> you didn't hear me. <laughs> the Holy Ghost is the government. He can do anything. Amen. And I'm believing him this morning. I spent some time to pray. Oh, you, you always do that when you have to preach. Otherwise, you put yourself under attack. Amen. Because this is not a joke. This is not a joke. Standing up here is not a joke. Uh, there, are, there are forces on my side. 
There are forces on the other side. The good news is those who are with me are more than those who are against me. Glory to God. And those who are with you, my sister, those who are with you, my brother, are more than those who are against you. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. I bring you good news this morning. We serve a powerful God. We serve a glorious God. We serve a mighty God. He is El Shaddai. He is El Leon. He is El Gibor. And he's coming down to help you today. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10, the Bible says, take up your weapons. Let's go there. Ephesians chapter 6, glory to God. Hallelujah. You know, I preached this message to myself last night, and it was really good. <laughs> it was really good. I wish I recorded it. It was really good. I almost feel like my, because my, I, I, when I want to preach, I go over the notes, and yesterday I was going over the notes, just going over the notes, and then something came on me. And I was by myself in my room. And I began to preach to the furniture. I began to preach to the TV for the next one and a half hours. Amen. Glory to God. So what I'm doing this morning is very different from what happened yesterday. But, you know, it's all good. Glory to God. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10, Finally, my brethren, also my sistren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. He says, be strong. Don't be weak. There's no room for weaklings in the kingdom of God because we serve a mighty God. And if you have the Holy Ghost inside of you, you have all of God inside of you. Let that marinate right now. If you have the Holy Ghost inside of you, you have all of God on the inside of you. And all of the arsenal of heaven is at your disposal. That's why he said here, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of, the, of his might. Put on the whole armor. You can take off your armor and it makes you vulnerable. Put on the whole armor of God. Notice that the armor is the armor that God wears. <laughs> ah, yeah, 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 yeah. You, you missed that. The armor is the armor that God wears. And it tells me to wear it. It tells you to wear it. It's the armor of God. Now, somebody said, I heard a preacher say, when you wear the armor and you put this visor down and you are coming, Satan can't tell if it's you or God because it's the armor of God. And what will give you away is the things you say because God won't talk like that. <laughs> it's the things you do. I will give you away that, no, that's not God. That's just one of his children that don't know any better. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand in the evil days, having done all to stand. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principality. He begins to mention the hierarchies of hell, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, my brothers and my sister, take up the whole arm of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil days, having done all to stand. Stand, therefore. Guarded your faith, ways with truth. Oh, of course, you know the rest of it, with the preparation of the gospel. Above all, take the shield of faith. Verse number 16. With which we are able to quench the fiery darts of the wicked one, and Take the armor of salvation, the word and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Praying when you are done with strapping up. Now you are ready to pray. 
Do you see that? Do you see that? You got the word, you got the armor, you got the vest, you got everything on. Now you go to verse number 18. Praying with all prayers and supplication in the spirit. Glory to God. Now you are ready to pray. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So I've showed us through this short message that Jesus did his ministry by the help of the Holy Ghost. I gave us many scriptures. He gave his disciples power. But then there was another power that they needed. Because he told them to tarry in Jerusalem until you are endued with power. And that same power you need, whether you are a teacher or you are an apostle or a prophet or evangelist. Or when you are a school teacher or a businessman or whatever you are, you need that power. Because the same devil that is fighting Pastor Tom is going to be fighting in your business. He's the same devil. It's the same kingdom of darkness coming against anything that is of God. You know, there are people that God anoints in business to generate wealth. There are people that God sends into government to be his voice in that place. Not every one of us are called into the fivefold. Praise the Lord. It, no matter what you are called in, you need power. Amen. You need power. You need power. For your marriage to succeed, you need power. And when you are under attack, you need power. Glory to God. So right now, in the name of the Lord Jesus, let, let's read one more verse, and then we are, I'm going to pray. Colossians 1, Colossians 2, rather. Colossians 2. The Lord gave me that while I was waiting in, in the service. So I want to be obedient. Bible says in verse, starting from verse 13, And you being dead in your trespasses and uncircumcision of your flesh, he has made alive together with him, having forgiven all your trespasses, having wiped out all the handwriting of requirement that was against us, which was contrary to us, and he took it out of the way, nailed it to his cross, and having disarmed principalities and power, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. He made a public show of them. I am, what I'm trying to show us is this. We are in a conflict of power. Like it or not. The sooner you realize that, the sooner you pick up your armor and strap up over your family, over your marriage, over your children, over your grandbabies, over anything that God has on your life. Amen? So right now, I want us to stand up. Glory to God. Our time is far spent. If I have the opportunity, I'll preach this again, and I will take my time. I want us to lift up our hands and begin to worship the Lord. This is the atmosphere we create for his presence to come down. Holy Spirit, we honor you. We acknowledge you as the third person of the Godhead. We acknowledge you as the powerhouse of the believer, the powerhouse of the church, the powerhouse Back in the Lord Jesus when he was on the earth. The Bible says in Acts 10, 38, our God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Lord, we have come. For those that are not baptized in the Holy Ghost, I read the Bible to, the, to your people that you fall on people. Because we don't have time to lay hands, because that's one of the primary ways you transfer the Holy Ghost. Just like you transfer healing, you transfer the Holy Ghost by laying on of hands. But we are not going to do that today. I'm going to ask the Holy Ghost for the fire to come. For the fire to come. If the technical crew can turn on some background music for us, for the fire to come. 
over every life. Lord, I've been praying about this. Even somebody that might be in the bathroom doing number one or number two, people in the children's church, the teachers, those who are watching from home and those that will watch later. In fact, those that are part of Global River Church and they are sleeping right now or they are just not interested. Lord, I pray because they are part of this covenant. Am I right? They are part of this house. The same fire will fall on them where they are. I want us to pray. Let's pray. Let's believe God together for that fire to come. Holy Spirit, let your fire fall. Let your fire fall. Let your fire fall upon every house, upon every family, upon every marriage, upon every woman, upon every man, over their finances, over their health, over their prayer points. If you are able to speak in tongues, I want you to hook up with the Holy Ghost right now. Let's charge the atmosphere. Every addiction, break it off now, Lord. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we welcome the presence of the holy angels. Holy angels, right now, in the name of Jesus, let the fire burn. Let the fire burn. Let the fire burn. Fall on your people right now, in the name of Jesus. Remember the teaching, when the Holy Ghost gives you the word, open your mouth and speak. You are going to look foolish. You are going to sound foolish, but that's okay. We all felt that way. Remember Remember the day I got filled with the Holy Ghost. I was invited to a service. And when I got to the service, they prayed for everybody except me. I could have been upset. Like, why do you, uh, am I chopped liver? I stood there. I waited. I waited. And then a lady came to me. I said, brother, have you been praying for? I said, no, I've been waiting. Meanwhile, my friend was waiting for me. And then she began to pray for me. And then I felt that burn fire building on the inside of me. And then the words begin to come. If you are here this morning and you don't know Jesus as your Lord, you, you, that's the first step. You must be born again. The Bible says, except a grain of seed fall to the ground and dies, it cannot live. If you don't know Jesus, you are in jeopardy of hellfire. You are in jeopardy of hell fire. If you don't know Jesus this morning, I want you to say this prayer after me. Dear Lord Jesus, come into my life. Be my Lord and Savior. I receive you now in Jesus' name. The Bible says if you, in Romans 10, 9 and 10, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, that you will be saved. For with the heart man believes and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So I want you to do this. The Holy Ghost is prompting me. I want you to do this. If you are not filled with the Holy Ghost yet, I want you to do this. Say, Holy Spirit. I want us to say it together so they don't feel awkward. Holy Spirit. I invite you into my life now. And I receive you now in Jesus' name. Now that you are in my life, remember it's a faith proposition. When you asked him to come, he came. It's not schizophrenic. The Holy Ghost is not schizophrenic. He follows and aligns with the word of God. So he's in there. Now that you are in me now, I ask that you give me the words. Build the fire in my truth. And by an act of my will, I'm going to speak the words you give me. Oh yeah, begin to speak. Is that simple? It's not complicated. 
It's that simple. Open your mouth. You have to open your vocal cord. The Holy Ghost will not open your mouth for you. The Holy Ghost will not open your mouth for you. And when you go out, pray hours. Pray over your children, your unborn children. Pray over that ministry. Pray over your family. I spend more time praying in tongue than I spend praying in English. Monday, because I I have very piquito knowledge of what I need to pray about. So I, I lean on the help of the helper, the Holy Spirit, to help me to pray out the perfect will of God. I want us to pray for a few minutes. Let's pray for a few minutes. God wants to do something, and he wants to arrest you in this, arrest your vocal cord this, this minute. If you are not praying, I'll bring you to the front. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But I need you to pray. If you are not praying, I'll bring you to the front. But seriously, I want you to pray. Hook up your vocal cord with the Holy Spirit. The powerhouse. The powerhouse. The powerhouse. The powerhouse. Don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed. The things of the Spirit are foolishness to your mind. Your mind is telling you this is silly. Yeah, that's okay. Because he cannot understand it. The mind cannot comprehend the things of the spirit. Stir up the man on the inside of you. Stir up the Holy Ghost. Stir up the Holy Ghost. Stir up the Holy Ghost on the inside of you. In the name of Jesus. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, standing under the authority of the pastor of this house, the apostle of this house, Pastor Tom, I decree and I declare, standing in my own office, every chain over your life, it's broken in the name of the Lord Jesus. Every demonic oppression leaves now in the name of Jesus. Everything harassing your mind, every lie that has been molesting your mind, I command it to loose you now in the name of Jesus. I command it to loose you now in the name of Jesus. I decree and I declare, every long-term illnesses. I curse cancer of every kind in the name of the Lord Jesus. I command it to dry and to wither. I cause I curse, rather, multiple sclerosis. I curse fibromyalgia in the name of Jesus. I curse pain. I curse high problem in the name of Jesus. Everyone that has a court case, I release the favor of God. Favor is speaking on your behalf in the name of Jesus. Favor over your grandchildren. Favor over your children. Favor over your business in the name of Jesus. A new lease of life upon your business in the name of Jesus. Over your finances open doors in the name of Jesus. I do another prophetic act. I open every door that is close to you right now in the name of Jesus. By a prophetic act, I open it up in the name of Jesus. I decree that your doors are open. The heavens over your life is open in the name of Jesus. It's a new season. It's a new dawn upon your life in the name of Jesus. I decree and I declare you are free for whom the Son of God sets free is free indeed. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah! Somebody shout hallelujah! One more time. Somebody shout hallelujah! Hallelujah brought down the wall of Jericho. 
This time we are going to do it with understanding. We are not just shouting words. You know, when you release hallelujah, something happens. Something takes place in the spirit. I want us to shout hallelujah from, you know, down there. The bottom of your heart. The bottom of your being. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. It is done. Father, we thank you. I believe there are testimonies. If you have testimony, please don't forget to reach out to Pastor Tom. The testimonies could have happened right now, but it could happen as you go home. It could happen as the days go by, but I believe God. That's what Paul said on that voyage that was going to, the, the, the ship was about to crash. He said, but I believe God. That it will be even as it was told to me. Ah, yes, the darkness may surround you, but a new dawn has begun in the name of the Lord Jesus. Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. 